Well, once again, thank you so much to all of those who have assisted in worship this morning, for our faith ringers who were our who have been our special music, um, for uh, for the the sharing of some of our 50-year members, for uh, Fred and Carol Redmore, for James and Mary Ligat, um, for Phyllis Zvemeyer, who was our liturgist this morning, for our praise team and Gary Brubaker, who have put together our musical selections. Thank you. Um, it's wonderful to see your faces and to hear your voices and, and to be able to use your gifts and talents. And if you have something that you would like to share, um, if you have a testimony or if you have a prayer or a piece of special music that you'd like to offer, we would love to be able to include that. Um, we are uh, continuing our worship outside. And so thank you also to those who have been um, ushers and those who have been greeters, uh, those who have set up and torn down. Um, thank you. The church is not one person, but we are a people. And so thank you for all of the ways that you have offered your gifts and your talents together. So now we are um, beginning a new series called Tell Me a Story. And we're talking about um, some of the parables that Jesus used um, to teach or to preach. And these parables varied in length. Some are shorter, some are longer. Um, and there are parables found in all of the Gospels. Some of the same ones are in, are in some of the Gospels. But we're going to look at some of them and see what they have to teach us still today. We're looking at the persistent widow, lost sheep, wicked tenants, and invited guests. So this morning, the parable of the persistent widow. Would you pray with me? God, may the words of my mouth and the meditations of all of our hearts be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. Well, think about some of the stories that you remember. And what was your favorite story when you were a kid? Do you remember it? Do you remember who some of the characters were? Do you remember the plot? Do you remember the places that made your heart beat a little bit faster? Or the places that made you cry? Do you remember who told you the story? Was it a story that was fiction or not? Now, I bet that when you thought about that story just now, you felt something. Maybe you smiled at the thought of one of your favorite characters, or maybe you remembered a scene that made you giggle, or a scene that made you cry. Maybe you got lost in your imagination for a little bit. Maybe you're still there. How did you feel in thinking about this story? Because there is scientific evidence that stories make us feel. And those feelings often encourage us to do something. Sometimes it's to have empathy for a particular person or a particular group of people. Sometimes it's to encourage us to stand up for a cause or an issue of justice. But stories always allow us to enter in and help to find ourselves even sometimes at the center. And Jesus used parables often to teach. 
Parables are short stories that often teach a lesson. Sometimes it's about a moral, it's a moral lesson, or sometimes the parables are about a reversal, a surprise. And sometimes Jesus explains the parables and what they mean, and sometimes he doesn't. I sometimes wish he would explain all of them because some of them leave you a little like, what? And sometimes some of them you read and you think, oh, yeah, totally makes sense. But within the parables is often an invitation. Now it's an invitation to hear the story, but it's also an invitation to find ourselves in the story. Who are you? And who is God? And what does this story tell us about God or about ourselves or about our relationship with God? Now, there's a Jewish understanding of reading scripture that you read scripture like a diamond. And you read and you, um, you look at it and then you turn it and you'll see something new. So sometimes when you read these parables, you may hear one thing and another time, maybe another. That's how scripture works. It's a constant unfolding and revealing to, to us. So throughout the series, we'll look at an interpretation of these stories, but there are certainly others to them as well. So the story of the persistent widow. Now, seemingly, the point of this story is, if an unjust judge does the right thing, surely God does better. So taking comfort and knowing that God is good, all of the time, and all of the time, God is good. The end. Good story. Well, let's go through the story real quick. Um, so uh, in those times, in the times when Jesus was telling this parable, judges settled disputes. And often these disputes were most often of property or money. And widows weren't allowed to inherit their proper their husband's property or money. It went to their sons, or it went to, if there were no sons, then it went to um, the husband's brothers. And so if a widow is going to a judge, it's most likely to settle a dispute of property or inheritance. And in this story in particular, for some reason, the judge refuses to hear the widow's case. Now, some speculate it's because the other party was paying the judge off to not hear the case, or perhaps um, some speculate that the other party had some more power or, or wealth or control, and the judge was trying to uh, earn some favor or influence from them. Um, some speculate it's because he didn't respect the widow or think that she deserved anything at all. Whatever the reason, we don't know for sure, but he refuses to hear the case until one day he says, you know, I'm going to give justice. The end. It's a great story, right? <laughs> um, well, now we can talk about that, about the, the unjust judge and, and offering justice. And I think that's an important way to look at this parable. But I also think that there's a message in here about prayer. 
So now the parable that's after this one is the Pharisee and the tax collector that are both in the temple and, and the Pharisee beats his chest and says, thank goodness I am not like the tax collector. I'm so good. And then the tax collector is like, have mercy on me, a sinner. And the question is, who is justified? Well, there's still that, there's a, there's a sense of vindication and justification in the story before, but there's also something about prayer. Now, um, throughout scripture and with prayer, we often say, ask and it shall be given unto you. And so we do. We ask for things all the time. We ask and we pray for health and for happiness. We pray for justice and mercy. We pray for so many things. And what happens when it feels like you just don't get what you're asking for? When you pray for the health and healing for someone that you love and they just get sicker. When you pray for justice and mercy and the oppressed don't see justice. Does it mean that God doesn't hear your prayers? Does it mean that you prayed wrong? Does it mean that God is like the unjust judge? Have you ever felt let down or disappointed by God? I mean, any time at all, even like, I don't know, this year? I know I've prayed for a lot this year. I've prayed for the end of so many things. I prayed for, an, I prayed for a vaccine. I've prayed for an end to COVID. I've prayed for an end to racism and white supremacy. I've prayed for an end to fighting and arguing. I've prayed for an end to pain and to suffering. It's been a lot, right? And sometimes I feel like, I just feel like I'm the persistent widow. Like just constantly praying, the squeaky wheel, just continuing to pray and ask and ask and ask and ask and ask and ask and ask. Do you feel that way? Wondering, does God, does God hear these prayers? And I'm reminded over and over again that just because God doesn't answer in the ways that we want or ask for, doesn't mean that God doesn't hear our prayers. Sometimes our prayers are answered in surprising ways, and sometimes our prayers are answered in a calling. Now in this parable of the persistent widow, God is often in the role of the judge, or what the opposite of the judge might be. And I think that's, a, that's an appropriate place, and that's, a, that's the way this parable is most often interpreted. But I wonder, what if God is the persistent widow who doesn't give up? God doesn't stop asking us to listen to God's people, the ones who are often cast aside and forgotten, the ones who are treated as less than human or unjustly, 
the ones who are in need. And God continually asks us to listen and care. Love your neighbor as you love yourself. Stand up for those who have been treated unjustly. Do unto others as you would have them do unto you. And God isn't easily persuaded to stop calling. What if God is the persistent widow? I think that there's a part that's in there that that's what grace is like. And that's what prevenient grace is like. This grace that constantly says, I'm right here. I'm right here. I'm not going anywhere. I'm right here. What if God is the persistent widow? Now, I'm often asked about miracles and whether they happen today or not, um, or if I even just believe that they happen or ever happened. And the answer to that is yes. Now, even if it's not necessarily the supernatural ways that we've seen through the stories of Scripture, um, miracles happen. A miracle happens when a single mother calls the church and asks for help with her electricity bill, and we have a discretionary fund to help and offer support. A miracle happens when the church, when someone sends the church a message across the country to ask for a prayer shawl because they want to feel loved and supported through a difficult time. A miracle happens when a school asks for paper towels and Kleenex, and we deliver hundreds of rolls and tissues. A miracle happens when a friend picks someone up to come to their house for church so that they're not alone on Sunday morning. Do I believe miracles happen? You bet I do. Because I've seen them. And you've seen them too. In fact, you may already have been the miracle someone has prayed for, and you didn't even know it. Sometimes we're the persistent widow, and sometimes we're the judge. So tell me a story. Tell your stories of miracles where you've seen them, where you've been them, where you've received one. And pray all of your prayers without ceasing. And listen for the ways that God is inviting you to be a part of God's story. The end. Amen.